Well, as we wrap up this series, I'll tell you what I, I was thinking about as I, I was driving home last Sunday after preaching uh, for services here at People's Church and uh, great, great services last week. Just lo- love teaching the Word of God and love that last service after I teach, heading home to grab some lunch and to spend time with my family. And I walked into the house and walked, stepped inside the kitchen, and my five-year-old son was dressed up in a shark outfit. I'm talking about a shark outfit from head to toe, man. It was a whole outfit on, and it was funny. You know, you're trying, you know, you're looking at it, trying to figure out what it actually is because it had this tail in the back. You know what I mean? It was sticking way out. I was like, what is that? He was a shark, and he was running around the kitchen acting like a, a shark and wearing his shark outfit, and his tail was moving. And I walked in home, and I just thought, I love life. Life is good. I just laughing. My, my kids, they love to act. My, my, little, my little five-year-old, he's now in pre-K, and my, my seven-year-old little girl, She's a first grader, and so they like to play acting, and they like to act like they're in school. And it's so funny because they act like the teacher. And sometimes, and I, I wasn't exactly sure because this past week they were acting, and I could tell the grades they were in, but I couldn't tell if they were the students or the teachers, but, but they were in class, and they were third graders and fourth graders. And can I tell you, when you're in pre-K and first grade, third grade and fourth grade is like, well, I, it's going to be forever, but I'm going to be in fourth grade. But they were acting. It was, it was hilarious listening to them, to them, to them act. My, my kids also like to act out characters in different shows. One of my kids, my kids, they like Little House on the Prairie. And, and they act out. One acts like she's Laura, and the other acts like he's Alonzo. And they have these dialogue and conversations. They like to act out characters like in the cartoon Sophia and James. And my little girl, she'll be a Sophia, and she'll talk to James, my little five-year-old. She'll say, James, you know, James, and the little, he's the little prince. Yes, Sophia. And they, they crack me up. All these characters like to act, they act, act, act like it. And they, they're, they're, they have these, these masks at home and like to act like superheroes. Now, none of these are mine. That's what, you know that now. These are my kids. But they like to act it, you know, Captain America and, you know, the shield. And they'll be acting sometime around the house and having the shield and running around. And, and they'll, they'll be Spider-Man sometimes, you know. And I, I, every once in a while, I like to play like this, you know. I'll be, I'll be Spider-Man with them, shooting out, shooting out webs. I'm swinging around the house. I mean, I love having little kids, man. They're acting like Spider-Man. And, and my favorite, this is my favorite mask that they have. And it's an Iron Man. Come on, who watched Iron Man this summer? Come on, come on, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those watching online, Iron Man, you know. <laughs> Me and the kids flying around. The, the, flying around. Now, this is my favorite mask. Check this out. Check this out. I love this mask. Watch this. Watch this. Now, you know that's awesome. That, that stuff is awesome. Listen again. Come on, this is awesome. This is all, listen, listen. I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I'm telling you, this is, don't hate me. Don't hate me. I love this. And they love to act. It's awesome. And can I tell you what hypocrites are? They're actors. Now, that's literally what the word means as you study the word in the Greek. Literally what it means is to be a stage actor. And, and in those days, they, they didn't wear makeup and all. What they had were they would wear masks. And 
They would act like different characters when they were entertaining in, in public and entertaining at different events, and they would wear different masks because they were, they were actors. And, and I know what a lot of you are thinking as we talk about this subject of hypocrites, and, and they suck the life out of you. Right now, in your mind, you have thought about people that need to hear this message. And you're like, I know some hypocrites. But here's what I want to say to you. I want to make this personal because the real, raw reality is this. We all struggle with hypocrisy in one form or another. We all, as even adults, go through life wearing masks, being actors. Sometimes it's acting like everything is okay when it's really not. And somebody will say, well, how are you doing? That's great. I'm great. If things are great, great. Things fine in your life. Oh, it's great. And your life's falling apart. <laughs> and things are horrible. But we will act like everything is okay. You know, sometimes we will act happy when we're really sad. And we will act, we will see people and we would act like we're happy and put on a smile, but at home we're crying and we're depressed and we're pulling out our hair and we're biting our fingernails and we're, life is horrible and we're sad on the inside, but we act with certain people like everything is okay. Or, or, or there, there have been times, come on, how many of you have acted like you liked a person but you really didn't. Huh? You know, you're talking to them and you're having conversation and you act like you like her. You're like, yeah, oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, I just, I just, you just, oh, I just missed you. I just, good to see you. Oh, I hope I don't see them again. Oh, no, gosh. You know? And you act like everything is great and like you really like them and you really don't. Actors, actors, that's what hypocrisy is, acting, acting. And the worst form of hypocrisy is acting like you're serving God when you're really, when you're really not. And it's easy to act like you're serving God and act like you love God and act like you're following Jesus. And, and yet there are some people that act like they're following Jesus and come to church on Sunday and have religious talk. And yet they're cheating their company. They're actors. They, they act like they're serving God. They know the songs to sing. They raise a hand. They praise God. They act like, man, they're fully devoted with followers of Jesus. And they go home, and they're a different person, and they're a jerk to their family. They're a jerk to their spouse. They're a jerk to their kids. And they act one way in public, but it's a whole different story in private. People act like they're serving God and act like they're committed to Jesus. And, and yet there are people that, that in public, they act like they're serving God. They have church lingo and they have Christianese. And yet privately, they have secret sin and secret addictions. And they portray one thing in public and another thing in private. They're an actor and that the Bible calls that hypocrisy, being a hypocrite. And what I want you to understand about hypocrisy, and in one form or another, we can all struggle with this, is that hypocrisy will suck the life out of you. If you're going around as an actor, you're going around with different masks every day, it will suck the life out of you. It reminds me of what an old country preacher once said. I think he's probably from Wewoka. That's just, uh, that's just what I think. But he, an old country preacher once said, be who you is. Because if you ain't who you is, you is who you ain't. And friends, if you is who you ain't, if you're a hypocrite, you will suck the life 
out of yourself. Let's study hypocrisy today. I believe the Lord wants to minister to our hearts in a very, very great way today. The first thought I want to share with you is let's look at the cause of hypocrisy. The cause of hypocrisy. We can all have a propensity, a, 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 a lean towards, a bent towards wanting to be an actor in some form or shape or some way. And what is the cause of this? Well, to discover it, I want us to study a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. Now, if you're new to Bible study, new to studying the Word of God, I encourage you to open your Bible up to Acts chapter 5 is where you find it. Or get your smartphone if you have a Bible app on there. You can look with me at Acts chapter 5 at verse number 1. The scripture says this. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge. Now I think this is interesting. As I was studying this out this week, it's very interesting that, that his wife's full knowledge. It sound like, sounds like Ananias was kind of like convinced his wife. Like, you know, kind of worked her over a little bit with his wife's full knowledge. So she was in, in the know on this. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself. Now, that's the part I found interesting. It didn't say that he kept it back. He let his wife know, but he convinced her, but he kept it back for himself. And it didn't say for themselves. He kept it back for himself. You know, it was like football season. He was like, I'm going to get me a new flat screen TV for the football games. And so he got it for himself and kept it back, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled, here's what I want you to see, your heart, your heart, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land, the heart. Hypocrisy is a heart issue. Ananias and Sapphira, friends, can I, can I tell you they had a heart issue. They were actors. They were wearing masks. The scripture says that they had sold a piece of property and they decided on their own that they were going to give all the money, all the proceeds to the church. Now, they didn't have to do that, but that's what they decided. And so instead of giving all the money to the church like they said they were going to do, they told the church, here's all the money. But secretly, they kept some of the money and the scripture says he kept some back for him Self. He acted like he was giving it all, but privately he was living a different life. He was a hypocrite, and hypocrisy is always a heart issue. The root of hypocrisy always lies within the heart. It's a heart issue. Scripture says this in Matthew chapter 15, verse number 7. Jesus says to the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, he says, you hypocrites, you Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts, it's always a heart issue. Their hearts are far from me. They were honoring Jesus with their lips, but they were not honoring Jesus with their hearts. You see, it's easy to honor God with our lips. It's easy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be his name. Praise the Lord. I'm good at this on our church. I've been doing it a lot. God is good. Wonderful Savior. But Jesus doesn't just want our lips. Jesus wants our hearts. And the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the interesting thing about the Pharisees is they were more concerned with having clean hands than having a clean heart. 
I want you to notice this in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 1 through 2. It says this, Then some of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the religious people of the day, they came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do, you, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. And the Pharisees, the religious people, they were upset. They were mad. They were trying to fluster Jesus. Why? We have a tradition, Jesus. We've been having the tradition that you have to wash your hands, be ceremonial clean before you eat. I mean, there's a tradition that we have. And why aren't your disciples washing their hands before they eat? And listen to me. I do believe you ought to wash your hands before you eat. I believe that. So I don't want any mamas mad at me right now. Now, Pastor, what are you going to teach? I believe you ought to wash your hands before you eat. And here, honestly, I'm a germ freak. I'm a germaphobe. I just, I, I just don't like germs. And so I don't know about you, but when I go in the bathroom and if somebody doesn't wash their hands after they use the restroom, I think they're nasty. Come on, who else thinks that? Come on, come on. If you didn't raise your hand, I'm praying for you. That's okay. I love you. I love you. I just want to see who you were. Amen. I want to check you out. No, 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 no. Wash your hands after you get out the restroom, especially if you've been up sitting down. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. Well, that's a man thing. Now, you women, you know, men, but the men, you know what? I, I don't even get you. You're going to just walk right out? No. They want to shake my hand? No. 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 I, I'm a germ. And now, I don't know about you. They have the restaurants now and public places now that now they don't have paper towels. They got machines that blow. Now, I understand. I kind of got, you know, the machine you put your hand on and it would blow. You know what I mean? I don't get these new machines. They got these machines about this much room, and you have to stick your hand in there. You know what I mean? Now, I got really tiny hands. Some of y'all got big Godzilla hands. You know what I mean? I know your hands are touching, and you're in there, and your hands is all just touching every side. And you kind of one of them brothers, you know, you wash your hands, but you don't use soap. You know, you use number two, and you just put water on like this. Then you get in there. And then I got to come before I eat dinner and put my hands in that nasty machine and try my best not to touch the sides, but it don't matter because it's still blowing germs on me. It's... I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand bathrooms now that you can go in and they have paper towels, but you still have to pull, pull the lever down. I don't like that, but I got a trick. I pull the lever down first. I get my paper towel down. Some of you got issues like me. I'm praying for you too. I get the paper down and then I wash my hands. You better not grab my paper towel. <laughs> that was down for a reason. Because you like. Don't. Come on, come on. I, I do that. I do it. And then, and then I, after I dry my hands off, I use the paper towel to open the door. I don't understand places that don't have no trash can right by the door. Because you make me take three-point jumpers. That was close. But I got to keep my hands clean. I'm getting ready to eat. I'm sorry. It wasn't my heart. There's nothing wrong with having clean hands. But the problem with the Pharisees is they were more concerned about having clean hands than having clean hearts. And when our hearts start drifting from God, we become more focused on the external instead of the internal. We become more focused on the outside instead of on the inside. We become more focused on trying to please and impress people 
rather than impressing and pleasing our Heavenly Father. Here's what Paul says about this whole subject of impressing people in the outward and trying to win the approval of people and making that your focus in Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 10. It says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. But can I tell you, when you are living a hypocritical life, when you're being an actor, you're trying to win the approval of people. You're doing that to impress people. You're trying to win people over. He says, if I'm trying to win the approval of people, I'm not trying to win approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, if impressing people were my goal, if I was going to be an actor and a hypocrite, if that was my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. See, Paul was focused on pleasing and impressing God. And friends, that should be our goal. That should be our heart's desire. But when we have heart issues, when we become hypocritical because we're focused on the external, can I tell you, friends, we, we're living a life that is that of an actor. We're wearing our, our masks. You see, the cause of hypocrisy is always a heart issue. I want you to see one more thing Jesus says about this whole, this whole outward appearance, this whole focusing outward, this whole trying to impress people, this whole driven by outward and versus being inward and trying to please our heavenly father. He says in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, the religious people, you hypocrites, you actors, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to be people as righteous. You are actors. You appear to be righteous, but on the inside, the heart, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. You see, the cause of hypocrisy is always a heart issue. I want you to see a second thing here. We're studying this hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. The second thing is this. I want to look at the consequences of hypocrisy. We're looking at the cause of hypocrisy. Let's look at the consequences of hypocrisy. I want you to understand with this as the backdrop, hypocrisy will suck the life out of you. Here's the first thought I want to share with you about the consequences of hypocrisy from Ananias and Sapphira. Number one is we give our spiritual enemy access into our lives. When we are hypocrites, we give the enemy access into our lives. Notice this with Ananias. It says in Philippians, or excuse me, Acts chapter 3, or chapter 5, verse 3. It says, then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? You're being a hypocrite. You're coming to church, singing songs, doing the whole deal, but, but you're living a double life. And you, listen, Ananias, you, you are giving the enemy access into your life when you live a life of hypocrisy. I want you to see a second thing. I want us to look at the consequences of, of hypocrisy. No, a second thing is this. We lie to the Holy Spirit. Notice Acts chapter 5 and verse 3. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart, you've given him access into your heart, into your life because of hypocrisy, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? Spirit. You see, when we live a hypocritical life, we think we're getting ahead with people, but in reality, we're getting behind with God. 
We think we're gaining forward momentum with people, but in reality, we're actually losing momentum with God. You see, Ananias thought he was moving forward with people. He's trying to impress people. He's trying to please people. He thinks he's moving forward with people, but in reality, he's moving backwards with God. Ananias... Why are you lying to the Holy Spirit? Why are you grieving the Holy Spirit by being an actor? I want you to see a third consequence of hypocrisy. The third thing is this. We hurt ourselves. Notice in Acts chapter 5 and verse number 5, it says, When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened, it, 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 great fear seized the church. I just want you to understand, and it's so important, because when we are hypocrites, we think it's really working for our favor and for our benefit. But when we live a hypocritical life, it hurts us. It hurts our health. It can hurt our, our finances. It can hurt our career. It can hurt our spiritual life. It can hurt our relational life. It can hurt our future it will hurt your character, your integrity. Reminds me of a famous German proverb that says, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. You see, we hurt our own lives and we live a life of hypocrisy. I want you to see a third thing. We're just looking at some consequences. It will suck the life out of you. A, a fourth consequence is this. We hurt those we love. I want you to notice this in this story in Acts chapter 5 and verse number 7. It says about three hours later, his wife, this is Sapphira, came in, not knowing what had happened, not knowing that her husband just died. Verse 8, Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they, are, they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Wow. Can I tell you this? When Ananias came up with this plot to keep some of the money for himself and he convinced his wife to do this with him. Can I tell you, Ananias never thought this is going to affect my family. Ananias never thought this is going to affect my wife. My kids are not going to have a daddy and a mama to raise them. Ananias never gave thought to how this was going to affect other people's lives. And when you and I live a hypocritical life, we can hurt our friends. We can hurt those we love. We can hurt our family. We can hurt our spouse. We can hurt our kids. And can I tell you something about kids? Kids, they pick up rather quickly on hypocritical behavior. They can be little. They can be teen. They pick up. Just like my little boys, they all three, it's funny. You know what my little boys do, my boys, from nine down to five? My, my boys, they all are like their daddy. Now, Karis goes to the bathroom with her mama. The boys come with me, so they watch me do all this stuff and shooting baskets and opening and blow all, all the weird stuff I do to keep my hands clean before I eat. 
And my little boys do the same thing. They're in the bathroom shooting buckets and trying stuff. Sometimes they get it backwards. You know, they think they, they can't get it right. I'm like, son, your hands are still dirty the way you did it. But anyways, you're trying. But, you know, because they, they, they watch me. They look at my life. They see what I've done. I tell them they see me. It's so funny because they watch me so much. Now, when I'm not with Tiffany and she has all four kids and she's at a place, my sons now rebuke her. Mama, you got to wash your hands. That's not how you do it. That's not how daddy does it, mama. That's not how daddy does it. Because they've watched me. And when you live a hypocritical life, your kids are watching you, whether they're three years old or whether they're 50 years old. They see your, they see your life and they're affected. I want you to see a, a fifth thing, a fifth thing. We're looking at the consequences of hypocrisy. Number five is we hurt the body of Christ. We hurt the church. Ananias and Sapphira, the scripture says they died because of their hypocrisy. And the Bible says that the church was gripped with fear because of their death. Now, that couple died because of their hypocrisy, but that's not normally what happens to hypocrites. Come on, look at me. How many of you are glad about that? Come on, somebody, huh? Come on, how many of you are glad God not just killing people that are hypocrites? Come on. How many of you be dead doing this message right now? You're like, thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you. But I just imagine... Because the church responded with great fear because they died. But if they hadn't died, and maybe they would have got away with it for a season, it was going to affect the church. They, they had great fear, but what would be the flip side if they didn't die? Here's what I want you to understand is that your life is influencing other people. Are you a stumbling block to those in church? Are you a stumbling block to new believers? Are you a stumbling block to people who are crossing the line of faith? For serving the Lord. Because maybe you're like Ananias and Sapphira. You're saying one thing, but you're doing the exact opposite. And your life, whether for the good or for the bad, is influencing other people in the body of Christ. There's a sixth thing that I want you to see, a sixth consequence, consequence and that is this. We hurt the unchurched. We hurt the unchurched. I just try to imagine this with me. Try to imagine reading the Jerusalem newspaper the next day after Ananias and Sapphira died. I try to imagine, imagine the headlines in the paper on the front page that day. It said the very next day, the headlines would say, husband and wife die in church talking with the pastor over their offering. I can just hear the unchurched. I'm not going to church. No. People dying in there. And look at it. I knew the church was all about money. I knew it. I knew it. The pastor, I know, I know he gave the pastor and killed people over the offering. I knew. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to church. I, 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 I work with Ananias. I work, he was always talking about Jesus, talking about the Lord, talking about the. He was always talking about this God stuff. Look at him. Look at him. He wasn't anything but a hypocrite. I knew those church people were a bunch of hypocrites. Did you see the paper today? Did you see Ananias die because he was stealing? He was, I knew the church. Those fake people. And we affect the lives of unchurched people when we live a hypocritical life. The scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans, among those who are far from God, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds, your life for Christ, and glorify God on the day he visits us. Let's not be a stumbling block 
to those who are seeking after a relationship with Christ. Here's the third thing that I want you to see. We've covered the cause of hypocrisy. We've covered the consequences of hypocrisy. Let's look at the cure for hypocrisy. There is a cure for hypocrisy. The first thing I want to share with you is this. If you're looking for a cure, if you're living a double life, if you're going through life as an actor wearing a mask, I want you to know there's a cure today. And the first thing that I would share with you is refocus inward. It's always a hard issue. That was Ananias and Sapphira's problem. It's a, Sapphira's problem. It was a hard issue. The scripture says in the book of Psalms, chapter 26 and verse 2, test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart, my heart, and my mind. God, I'm not trying to please people anymore. I'm not trying to impress people because that's been the motivation of my life is to impress people, is to look good, is to look holy, is to look smooth, is to look like I have it going on. But Lord, examine my heart. I'm turning inward. I'm looking inward again. Psalms chapter 139 and verse 23 says, search me, God, and know my heart. I'm not going to live life focused on the outside. I'm focused now on the inside. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious Thoughts, Lord, do heart surgery on me today. The psalmist said in Psalms 119, verse number 11, I have hidden, hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm going to say something very important. Don't miss this. Those watching online, don't miss this. If you're going to have a holy heart and develop holy ways, you must meditate on the holy word. Listen, you have to have God's holy word to have holy ways. If you want a holy heart and want holy ways, you got to get into the holy word and let the Holy Spirit do surgery on you today. My first thing I would tell you is quit focusing outward, quit trying to impress people, quit, 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 quit trying to live with the external and get refocused on the heart. It's always about the heart. The second thing I would tell you, the cure for hypocrisy is this. Respond to loving confrontation, loving confrontation loving confrontation. First, respond to the loving confrontation of people. I want you to notice this in Acts chapter 5 and verse number 7. It says, about three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, this is the loving confrontation from a person. Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Her response, yes, she said, that is the price. Sapphira had a chance to repent. Sapphira had a moment to make it right because of loving confrontation. And she didn't respond. You see, I believe all of us have a moment of loving confrontation. I believe some of you are experiencing now somebody is speaking to you. Somebody saying, why are you hanging out with her? She's bad news. Why are you taking you? you why, why are you hanging out with her? Why are you making friends with them? That's, you're in the wrong crowd. Like, oh, no, I'm great. Hey, 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 you're married and you're getting too close. I'm you're getting too close to that person. You're getting too close. Oh, no, no, no. We're just friends. You're getting too close. You're getting too close. You're getting too close. Man, it seems like you're on those pills. You're taking those pills every day. You're on those pills. Man, oh, hey, maybe you need some help. No, I'm great, man. No, I just, you know, I'm, you know, you're on those pills all the time. Man, you're, you, listen, you're, why are you spending your paycheck? Your whole pay, every time you get paid, you spend it all. You spend it all. Come on, you can't. You got. I was just. I want to caution you. Be careful. I'm okay. 
And I believe some of you, you, you live in this double life and there's loving confrontation and don't respond like Sapphira. Sapphira responded, yes, I'm great. It's cool. I'm great. I was fine. And it wasn't. At that moment, she should have repented. Respond to the loving confrontation of people. And I believe people are lovingly confronting you. And the, the second thing is this, respond to the loving confrontation of the Holy Spirit. Listen, don't be like Ananias and Sapphira. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says they lied to the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God is confronting you and the Spirit of God is convicting you, saying don't, don't keep wearing the masks, don't keep playing the games, don't keep being the hypocrite. When the Spirit of God is confronting you, don't lie to the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 15, remember what it says today when you hear it. Not tomorrow, not next week. I'll get it right in a month from now. Today, when you hear his voice, when you hear the Holy Spirit, when you sense the tugging of the Holy Spirit, you sense the conviction of the Holy Spirit, don't harden your hearts as Israel did, as Ananias and Sapphira did. But open your heart up wide. Say, Holy Spirit, I surrender. Change me. Cleanse me. I've fallen short. We all have a propensity and a bend towards being a hypocrite. Oh, but I'm not going to live a lie. Cleanse me. Wash me.